Welcome to Business Talk Sister Talk. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are going to be talking about how to use a consistent brand to create value. Mm-hmm. Now, last week we were discussing like how, why a brand has value. So now we're going to talk about how you can start creating value with consistency in your own brand. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about, uh, how that creates value, but what overall is the purpose of branding? Yeah, so the overall purpose of consistency is so that it doesn't detract from those things. Um, and so you're just kind of creating that same voice, and that was a quote from Marketing 9-1, and I feel like maybe it's actually Marketing 911. <laughs> just wrote Marketing 9-1. But anyway, um, so that it does not detract from the core values, brand strategy, fundamentals, and foundation of the brand. Um, and that can be anything from the tone of the tone of the brand, the consistency of the logo, the brand colors, um, the frequency in which you post, um, the type of content that you post, uh, the type of, yeah, just like things that you are distributing out to the world, um, the type of product that you use, the quality of product that you use, like all of that is considered your brand, your reputation, your brand. Um, So all of that is kind of encompassed. Mm -hmm. Um, But why should you keep your brand's tone and personality consistent across all channels, Becca? Oh, because it's important to help people understand who you are. Um, if you use a brand that is very, um, very just straight and, um, no, no nonsense on one platform, and then you get way off on the other end of just crazy and disjointed on another brand platform. So say like you're super professional on LinkedIn and then everything on Facebook is like completely different. Um, it's hard for people to be like, is this the same person? Mm-hmm. Um, is this the same company? Uh, so it's important to keep that tone similar. Now, I would say that that would be, be the extreme. I do think that it's important to be a little bit more professional on LinkedIn than it is on Facebook because Facebook is more for social sharing and fun. And um, you can, but, but the tone needs to be the same in terms of the personality. You can't just be mm-hmm. bipolar brands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that consistency develops trust. A lot of times, especially when you're working with people and they've never heard of you before, one of the very first things they're going to do is go look up your website or your Facebook page and, and figure out what you're all about. And commonly what happens after that is they scroll through your pictures because they want to see who you are. Um, and, and when that's happening, if you have really inconsistent information about what you do or, or why, what you're sharing, what you're selling, whatever, um, they're going to have an unclear picture of how you can bring value to them. So uh, I know Ruthie was talking a little bit about this when we originally talked about making an episode on consistent branding. She was like, oh yeah, somebody just did that recently, did an entire rebrand and it totally threw me off. You're going to have to tell me about that because I don't know who you were talking about. Yeah, so Thrivent Financial, love them. They're very good. I like them, use them for many years now with my different uh, investments and things like that. But they went through a rebrand, <laughs> and then I, 
kept getting all these emails. And I was like, straight to trash, straight to trash, straight to trash. And then I saw, I got a letter in the mail that was like, hey, we're going through a rebrand. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, man, I thought that was all spam. I, I literally didn't even read the emails. I was just like, that's not Thrivin's branding. So I just threw it in the trash. And then I had to go back through and do a little recon. <laughs> but I just thought that was a, a good way of going about it in that, like, yes, because I was um, a little uh, uh, ignorant to it, but they they went through the processes that they need to to kind of in, inform people. And I think that's something that Facebook does a lot is every time they rebrand, first of all, it's not a drastic rebrand. It's maybe like a shade different in their coloring that they use or whatever. Um, and then they'll use like a slightly different logo, but then they talk about it a ton. Like they, we're trying a new look or we're laying out this differently or whatever. And obviously like Facebook can kind of get away with things like that more because you're always going to know what Facebook is. Um, but for your company, when you think about if you have had the same logo for a long time and you're like, well, let's do a massive overhaul and change up everything, change up our entire website. Um, just be really strategic in how you go about that. Because if all of a sudden like your, uh, your customers are really used to, going to your website and the whole thing is 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 a black one page website and suddenly you're like oh we should probably make our website look a little bit better and you make it into really colorful there's lots of pictures there's like multiple pages and you just did this entirely new thing someone's going to go to your site and be like this is not the right one and then probably leave. So you need to, if you do a massive rebrand or something like that, or you get a new website, it's important to note that on your website, like, Hey, we are brand new, or maybe even include a screenshot of your old site. I've seen people do that before. This is our old site. Check out our new fresh look and whatever. And just kind mm -hmm. of just really make sure that you're engaging those people who are like, what did I just stumble upon? Is this the same company? And then the same thing with your logo too, like putting that across your Facebook channels before you even overhaul everything, like of just like, this is our new logo and this is when we're going to change it and, and kind of building that so that when people, if you add a new, new logo to your Facebook page and people come to your page, then they've got, they see all that content that you've been submitting and saying, we're changing this, we're changing this, we're doing whatever. And another thing that I was going to say too, about consistency in voice is that's why it's really important to either one, have your whole team on the same page. Like I know we've talked about brand manuals before, um, but either one have a, or, well, one, you should have a really good brand manual, which is very inclusive. That's got all of your, your, uh, your colors, your logos, your, your um, style, your um, type of photos that you want, any filters that you use, any font that you use, like having that all included in your, your brand manual, but then also just being, what I would recommend is having, I mean, this is kind of varying from company to company. So take this with a grain of salt, but you, it might be a good idea to have only one person running your marketing channels. <laughs> then obviously as you get bigger, you kind of need to expand that. But especially when you first start out, that one person is going to know the ins and outs of all the different things that they've posted and all the different things that they've um, been curating this whole time. <laughs> um, so it's a good idea to kind of have one person head that up, especially to begin with, so they can kind of get their vibe and get like, this is what what we're going towards as a company. And this is what we want to be consistently. And then other people can jump on that. 
Okay. Why are you and laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because you're like, have one person manage all of your channels. Okay. So like we decided, you know, we were going to be a little trusting and let our sister Mia um, start our posting to sister. our Instagram. <laughs> she has like our Instagram access. And one day, I kid you not, like, first of all, this is partially my fault because I did not go over our brand manual with her. And I was just like, well, just take pictures of stuff and, and send it to me and I'll let you know if it's okay to post. Okay. But she took that as I should take pictures of stuff and post it <laughs> to the Instagram account and then let you know that it's posted. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally texts me and she's like, hey, I found this dead bumblebee today. <laughs> I took a picture of it and posted it on the Business Talk Sister Talk Instagram. <laughs> and then literally the caption was, dead bug. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> oh, okay. Take that down. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was she like, was, um, that's not part of the brand. That doesn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> anything to do with us as like sisters it was so funny and I literally I just I immediately went there took it down and was like okay um we need to re-strategize how we go about this (laughs) and then someone someone else that I think does a really good job with like tone of things this was something my our intern Darby amazing what she's the best uh we went to Glensheen Mansion together in Duluth and um, whoever does a work party without me, it, yeah, it's pretty easy to do when there's three people. Uh, we went to Glenshin, and whoever writes like their little signs and stuff, hilarious. They're so funny. They're just super snarky, and so they had like they um they do different themes every now and then like christmas they'll do like the elf on the shelf theme and then you like go through and you have to find the different elves or whatever that are hidden all over the place but for some reason and we didn't go inside it was like an outdoor nighttime thing whatever anyway but for some reason now it's sharks that's the theme (laughs) um (laughs) so there's like little it's on lake superior there are no sharks exactly yeah but anyway so then there's like all these different sharks hidden all over the place but there was this like massive shark that's like made of wood and it's all like I don't know like nailed together and everything like that and it it, it looks it's decently tasteful but it's like in the backyard of Glensheen Mansion this like historic estate and in the sign it says like this shark is uh not a part of the original estate <laughs> just like she's so like and I get like but the person who wrote it was like snarky about it because like all the other it's just a theme consistently like there was one um where they had this massive metal structure or whatever that apparently was like kind of used for like fixing different things like you, you basically sit inside it and it was just like propelled by a crane and just take you straight to the bottom of any water and I was like that's a good way to die (laughs) got my foot stuck under that one (laughs) yeah seriously but anyway it was like well this was discovered by so-and-so or something like that it was like and it was like it clearly it was in the bottom of Lake Superior and then it was something like clearly it is now not in the bottom of Lake Superior or something like that and it was just like so like little things that were like not like aggressively funny but like oh 
cute. And then their their website and stuff. We'll put a link to their website. There's some like snarky fun stuff on their website too that they're but they're consistent in their voice and they're consistent in um in how they they kind of play around with that. And honestly, it's a whole bunch of like UMD college students that are running a lot of their marketing. Like <laughs> so I'm like That's probably all right. <laughs> run with it. A bunch of history majors that work there. <laughs> I could imagine, and maybe a couple librarians too, you know, librarian majors. They're so snarky. I love them. If you ever search the hashtag librarians of Instagram and you just start reading their posts, you are going to meet a whole nother world of brand tone, like of snarky brand tone. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about the brand tone of Wendy's on on uh, yeah. tweets and stuff like that. Yeah, so Wendy's is, like, known for just being ridiculously snarky to people. Just roasting people. Roasting. <laughs> I think, like, I don't even remember if this is... I think there was a time where they actually had, like, public roasts where it was, like, please roast me. And then the the brand person for Wendy's was, like, actually intentionally roasting people that requested it. <laughs> Um, anyways, they, yeah, so they do a lot of stuff on purpose to, like, almost, like, sling hash at other fast food brands. Yeah, um, but so it's, good. it's so funny in how they do it. Like, they kind of play <laughs> off each other sometimes. So mm-hmm. you should definitely check out their stuff. But the thing is, they were, they were like, we need this. Um, and they decided to go with that because of their <laughs> branding is a little girl, right? A little, this little redheaded girl. Uh, on their logo and somebody actually started like posting stuff that they were just like oh my goodness this person needs to be our brand tone and they actually reached out to that lady and asked her to start running all of their twitter comments and stuff which was hilarious and i think she's still doing it so thinking about brand tone when ruthie was like have someone be in charge of it um it's important to think about your core values first. And and one of the very first episodes, I think it was the first episode we ever did was talking about your core values. Mm, yeah. And if you don't have those down, it's really going to be hard to have consistent branding. Um, but sir, part, of, part of brand consistency is also knowing this is what I do and then choosing to show up at things that are similar in terms of if you're going to go someplace, be represented or whatever, showing up on brand and that even goes into your personal brand what you look like um Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of elements of of people who are willing to pay more i just actually was writing an article or somebody asked me to contribute to an article for a a construction magazine or whatever recently and they said hey is it matter what you look like professionally as a contractor i'm like well absolutely you have a crew that has all of the same outfits on every single day and they look professional when somebody calls you for a quote and you say, this is my price and it's significantly higher than a competitor, they're not going to question it because they see your professionalism and they're paying for quality. And that's the psychology aspect of it. Um, how you look and present yourself is part of your brand. And that also applies to why so many companies have all of these dress code policies. I mean, can you imagine back in the day when all of these baby boomers just had a fit when people didn't want to wear um, <laughs> didn't want to wear suits to the office and now it's like can you please just not wear yoga pants every day (laughs) we've come a long ways in our branding 
shaping of what we need to look like at work, right? Mm -hmm. But but know that that's part of your brand. So whatever your logo is or or whatever you say, this is what I'm saying my business is about. How are you reflecting that in how you act and in what you're saying um, in the terminology that you're using? Um, even about who are your customers? Are they clients? Are they um, buyers? try to find out what those terms are that you use all the time so that if you do have to hand off your marketing, it's going to be a lot easier to have a consistent brand and you don't have to monitor every single post because, Hey, you've got somebody that is, is well versed and familiar with who you are and what you stand for. And, and they know your industry and then they can speak exactly to the things that you've been wanting to educate people about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that kind of also goes with like um, when you were talking about consistency and even apparel and things like that, like just really, um, I don't know, like that. you can be professional, but also be casual. And I just think I was thinking about one time one of my um, mentors in high school was talking about like just like just laughing about kids these days and how they don't know what should they should be wearing. And, and he was like, Ruthie, I once had a uh, 18 uh, year old guy asked me if he can wear shorts to the office. And I just, I stared at him and I was like, can you wear shorts to the office? And I was just like thinking about that. And then he was like, he was like, Ruthie, you cannot wear shorts to the office. And I was just like, okay, duly noted, you can't wear shorts to the office. And it's just like, but it's just like those kind of things are important to know um, as a company, like know the place that you're applying for if you're going to do that as a job. And if you are an employer, if you're a small business, be open about those things with your employees so that they're aware. And it doesn't have to be like a awkward conversation later. Like you just be, this is our brand. This is who we are. This is the kind of apparel that we wear to the office. And this is why. Um, oh my yeah. God. I actually, I recently talked with somebody uh, that was a salesperson and was trying to sell to a, a pretty big company. And he had a, um, oh, those cute little hats. I'm trying to remember the name of them. They're um, newsboy caps. Oh, Ooh, yeah. he was adorable. He was probably like, I don't know, maybe in his 60s. But he's telling me that one day he showed up to a CEO's office wearing his newsboy cap to talk to them about um, a new project that they were going to build for them, whatever. And he was like, telling me how upset he was because the man literally said at the end of the meeting if you ever show up to my office again wearing a hat you will be kicked out and you will never have business with us again and I was like whoa <laughs> like he was like yeah that was like at the start of my career I was just shocked and I was thinking about that like <laughs> wow how intense wow. is that but also think about how you're branding like you dress not just for yourself and what you represent but you dress for how you want to get the business that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So now we are going to transition to the sister guard portion of our episode. And I'm just going to read off <laughs> some Wendy's tweets that I think are hilarious. Um, so this one. <laughs> you don't Google those. <laughs> yeah. So the, um, this one is from Brooklyn. It says, at Wendy's, I see that at McDonald's is coming out with spicy nuggets. What are your feelings? <laughs> Wendy said, must have scraped up all the BK leftovers and slapped McPrice tag on it. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. And then 
there's another one that says at Wendy's, uh, my friend wants to go to McDonald's. What should I tell him? And then at this guy, it says, find new friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then this one says, at Wendy's, can you find me the nearest McDonald's? And then it's a reply with just a picture of a garbage can. It says, at Wendy's, it needs to get rid of the square burger. It seems a little too artificial. This reply, it says, uh, unlike the supernatural circle shape that hamburgers come in when you pick them off the vine. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, there's so many, and there's so funny. I'll post a link to this blog, and then you guys can look at them for yourself. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just dying at, like, the thought process that probably went into, like, I must prepare to snarky roast someone. (laughs) But in also, like, a not super aggressive way, like, no lawsuits can be filed here. Like, just, you know, you gotta think through these things. Like, if you're gonna go snarky. Straight sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, We will see you next week.